Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Heartland Franchise Guide, your insider's guide to all things franchising in the local area. I'm Blake Martin, local small business franchise owner and your Heartland Franchise Guide. This is your one-stop shop for all things advocacy, education, and resources in the franchising industry and for local entrepreneurs looking to learn more about the franchising field. Today's episode, I'm doing something a little bit different. First of all, I'm both the host and the guest. And secondly, we're going to talk about it's like riding a bike, meaning small business ownership is like riding a bike. This all occurred to me when I was on a vacation a couple of weeks ago in Florida. Got to get out of the heartland in February, right? So I was in a vacation in Florida in a place, if any of you know of it, Sanibel Island, which is off of Fort Myers. It's really unique in that it's, it's not very developed. Uh, it's an island, of course, so it's small, and you don't have a whole lot of visitors aside from the people that are there. And about two-thirds of the island is actually a nature preserve, so the other third is developed, and they've set it up in a way to minimize traffic and minimize noise that there's tons and tons of bike paths everywhere. So everybody gets bikes. Either they bring bikes or more often they rent bikes. And, of course, whoever started those uh, bike businesses on the island is killing it now because they got a captive audience. But my point in explaining that is bike riding is big there. And if you're going to a restaurant or you're going to the beach, you hop on a bike. It's kind of like a, a grandparent, grandkid paradise. So if you're a grandparent and you're looking for a fun place to take the kids or, or to get your kids to come so that you can spend some time with your grandkids... Sanibel Island's a great answer. This is not a commercial for them. They don't sponsor us. (laughs) So back to the bikes. I have an eight-year-old, and he's learning how to ride his bike. He actually started riding it last summer, kind of in the middle of the summer, and then things got hot. We started moving, you know, just the normal distractions. He had a little bit of experience with it, but not a whole lot. So we got down to Florida, he knew that, hey, Sanibel Island, this is the bike riding place. And so, of course, the second morning after we got there, the first thing we did was go to the bike store and rent our bikes. And me, being a good dad, we found a, a, a non-trafficked area uh, with a little dirt road rather than concrete or asphalt and, and, a, and a straightaway with lots of space where he could practice on his bike. First thing we did is ceremoniously took off the training wheels, which, of course, is a big deal in the life of an 8-year-old. You forget how important that is until you're actually the 8-year-old or the dad of the 8-year-old doing that. So we took off the training wheels, and I was kind of giving him a little lesson on, okay, you know, it's been a little while since you rode a bike, and you've really only done it once without the training wheels on it, so let's just talk through, you know, how you're going to do this. And try My job as your dad is to help. Avoid you get the bumps and bruises and scrapes. I found myself saying to him, okay, so you're getting your feet ready, and then you're going to jumpstart yourself by pedaling. As soon as you get going, don't keep looking down at where you are. Look ahead to where you're going. What you're going to find, believe it or not, is if you keep your focus on where you're headed, what you want to get to, you're going to remain more balanced and less wobbly, and it's going to be a lot easier to avoid obstacles that get in your way. And of course, me being me, I stopped, I thought about that for a minute, and I said, you know, son, 
That's actually a good life lesson. Keep your eyes focused on where you're going, not where you're at. And it can really help you stay a lot more balanced. And of course, I thought that is really good advice for small business ownership, both if you're starting up and if you're trying to stabilize and grow your business. So I thought more and more about that and more and more came to me. And I actually made notes about the parallels between riding a bike and business ownership. But before I get there, let me tell you how easy it is to pick up on this. So my son and I start riding, and he did a really good job. It came back to him pretty quickly, right? You keep practicing, and it comes back to you. And he's moving forward, and like an 8-year-old, he's pedaling away, pedaling away, goes about 100 yards, stops, and I'm staying behind him. He pedals away, pedals away, and he stops. Pedals away, pedals away, he stops a third time. He looks back at me, and he's like, Dad, I got another business advice which is a little shocking to me because I wasn't even sure he's listening to me when I said, hey, that's good life advice. That's good life for a business. He said, I got, another, I got another business advice, another life advice. Whatever you do, don't keep looking backwards or you're going to crash. And that's when it hit me that I just had to do a podcast on this. I mean, if my eight-year-old can pick this up and see the parallels, it's probably worth talking about. Teaching somebody how to ride a bike is like, teaching somebody how to start and grow a business. And so going to some of my notes here, I talked about focusing on the road ahead. As a small business owner myself, there cannot be anything more accurate. It's really easy to get stuck in the moment, in the day, in the challenge that you're dealing with or the success that you've had and not focus on getting to the next goal, or not focus on the big picture of what you really need to accomplish that week, that month, that year. So keeping your eyes on the road ahead helps ensure that you avoid the obstacles that you don't see coming. Why a bike? Let's start there. So, my son, he could just continue walking everywhere for the rest of his life, at least until he gets to 15 or 16, right? There's nothing wrong with it. Everything was fine in his life when he was walking everywhere. Well, everything was fine in my life, in the lives of a lot of the people that I work with. They were working in corporate America, making a decent income. Things weren't too bad. So why change? Yeah, why get on the bike, right? Why start the new business? Well, he knows getting on the bike, A, he always had an itch for it because he saw other people getting on a bike, and he saw them flying down the street 10 times faster than he could walk with the wind in their hair and them getting to go places that he couldn't go, and that made him want to do it. And, of course, as we continued to ride through the days and weeks that we were in Florida, he got to see different things. He got to see more things every day because, of course, he was riding his bike. And his confidence built. You could see that him accomplishing something new, hitting a new milestone in life, it made a difference in how he carried himself, even an 8-year-old. And I've found myself often thinking about me and other people who've started businesses. Sometimes that's one of the big motivators. I've got something more to prove. I want to see new and different things. And the only way to do that is to find a different bike, to find a different vehicle. And so, again, another parallel between riding a bike and why starting a new business. Yeah, through that week, he got some bumps and bruises and scrapes. He had a couple of scares, 
for sure. There's a few times where it was important that his parents were with him to make sure that he didn't make a left turn where he should have made a right turn, to make sure he looked both ways when we got to a street that actually had traffic on. But he reached places that he wouldn't have otherwise reached. And I got to thinking again about the different ways you can get into business. So he got some bumps and bruises and scrapes. We certainly learn a lot more from our mistakes than we do from our successes in many ways. And that's very true in small business ownership, whether it's a franchise, whether you've hung your own shingle, whether you've bought an existing business. You learn a lot from those bumps and bruises and scrapes, as long as they're not catastrophic ones where we're breaking our leg or we bend the bike frame and you got to start all over. Which brings me to franchising. Surprise, surprise, I'm bringing up franchising on the Heartland Franchise Guy podcast. I realized, you know, the training wheel equivalent for small business startup and ownership is franchises. The franchisors, they're the training wheels for that new business that's getting up and going. When I was a new small business franchise owner, my franchisor was my training wheels, and I've seen that with a lot of people who started up their own franchises, meaning it was my own bike. It is my own bike. I bought it. I own it. It was my investment. I got to choose the color. I got to choose the size. It's my job to take care of it now. I get to decide where it takes me. It's something new and different that I haven't done before, so I'm going to have to be comfortable with the risk that I might get some scrapes and bumps and bruises, right? That I might get my pride and ego hurt a little bit. I might fall down in front of the girl that I like in the neighborhood. It might be a faster way, but other kids who aren't comfortable doing it tease me a little bit about it. Why do you got to do something different? Why do you have to be the fastest one all the time? And so you get a little pushback from the people that maybe they're a little afraid to do it. Sounds a lot like a conversation about small business ownership. But the franchisor, in my instance and in the instance of many people who are starting their own franchise business, the franchisor is those training wheels. They're there in the beginning when it's all brand new to you to make sure that you might get some bumps, bruises, and scrapes. You might fall over. But if you're about to do something catastrophic that might break a leg or bend the frame or send you out into traffic, they're going to be there to make sure that doesn't happen. They're going to be there to help you turn the other way. You still get to steer your own bike, but it's a safety net, right? It keeps you safe and comfortable enough to keep trying new things to grow and expand. It's bike riding, it's business ownership. And that's why I say, The franchisor is like the training wheels of small business ownership. When we talk about the training wheels, at a certain point, they have to get taken off, right? At a certain point, a franchisor starts stepping back. And as you'll hear from people who've been franchise business owners for, let's say, more than two years, at a certain point becomes less tactical day-to-day support that you get from a franchisor. The training wheels start coming off. It doesn't mean that they're not still there to guide you. It doesn't mean that they're not becoming your GPS now, which is really what they've become, is your GPS, your guide, your Sherpa, on a more strategic level. Seeing ahead, helping you look ahead to what the next goal is, what's the next trip on the bike. But they know that you understand the basics of it now. 
and that you're getting comfortable with it because you've had that communication with them. So you don't need the training wheels anymore, but knowing that the GPS is there and that you can get guidance when you need it, that's what good franchise support is all about. So it gets you confident to try new things. Look, Mom, one hand. Look, Mom, no hands. Look at this. I can go over a jump. The going over the jump is like a new hump, right? Hey, I know that good things could happen if I take the time and energy to invest in a good key employee so that this, so that this business doesn't outgrow me and I can't grow it any further. It just it plateaus on me. If I bring in good talent, but man, there's some risk in that, right? I could hire the wrong person. I could pay somebody that doesn't work out long term. I got to invest a lot of time. I can't, I can't go out and sell if I'm interviewing a bunch of people and everybody knows how much fun it is interviewing a whole bunch of people. But it's a funny thing when you find that right person and you start training them and they start taking on some of their own work and then you start to realize that through your coaching, they're growing themselves, they're taking on stuff themselves, they're taking their own initiative. All of a sudden, you've got more free time. You can grow bigger. You can go on longer bike trips vacations. You can try new things with your business that you just didn't have the time to do because you couldn't justify taking away from the things that were already happening. But now you got somebody in your business helping you grow it. Of course, we can apply that same analogy to whether it's hiring an employee or whether it's upgrading your infrastructure, whether it's investing in new marketing. Your GPS is there to help guide you. Your franchisor is there to help you make the right decisions on an investing decision like advertising. I think I want to run a TV ad. Okay. What if we tried more Google ads instead of a TV ad? We've tried the TV ads before. We thought they were going to work, but we never found a return on investment. When we invested another 1000 a month in the Google ads, those started to work and we could measure it. You see my point. Same thing with riding a bike. Do we want to turn this way? Do we want to turn that way? Now you're getting really comfortable with it, right? You've got the confidence of the franchisor behind you. But even if it's not a franchisor, you've been riding this bike. You're getting used to it. You can go over the jumps. You can go up the hills. You can go down the hills. You definitely got the brakes down, right? You know when to slam on the brakes and be really cautious about where you're going next. Like maybe I'm not going to go through that really deep puddle a second time. You do have a mentor, of course, when you're part of a franchise system. You've got coaches, advisors, People you can lean on when you need advice and support. And that's like the parent that keeps you both out of the street and also has suggestions for you about where you can go faster. Whether that's going on the bigger road because now you're safe enough to be where there's a sidewalk but there's faster traffic next to you. Get out there into the fast lane, quite literally, and you run with the big dogs. So now you're trying new things. It's one hand, it's no hands, it's running in the fast lane. You get nervous still about the new hires, but you've built a confidence. Like, I've seen this work before. I know I can make it work again. Now maybe it's time for me to get a mountain bike. Maybe it's time for me to start getting into races. Again, I'm going to go back to another parallel with franchising. So it's time for me to get, it's time to be invest in a bigger bike, right? It's time for me to start making more strategic decisions about growing this business. Maybe it's more locations. Maybe it's more territory. Maybe it's adding on that service line that the top performers in my franchise system have been talking about, but I just didn't feel comfortable making the investments necessary to do that. 
Maybe the investment is another part-time employee or bringing on a marketing professional third party. But you know that there's a reward, there's an opportunity to get a return on that because you keep trying new things. With the bike, you upgrade and you can take new trails. With the small business, you can surround yourselves within a franchise with peers who've been there, done that. And the funny thing is, as I was leaving Florida from this bike trip with my son and going back to the airport, we did run across, on, on the busier street, we ran across some professional cyclists. I'm not a professional cyclist myself, but I was reminded that they work together as a team. It doesn't matter whether it's the Tour de France or they're just running, through a, uh, running up a hill in Florida, right? They use their teamwork. They coast ahead and behind each other. They take turns at the front, learn from each other, so that if they've got four cyclists, the whole can do better than the sum of its individual parts when they all work together. That's a franchise. That's a good franchise system that understands how to leverage their know-how, not just in the home office, but other franchisees and creates an environment where intentionally franchisees are learning from each other and going through educational sessions together, going through peer mentoring. That's franchising at its best, in my opinion. Don't keep looking back. As I come to the wrap-up point here, my 8-year-old son said it. Don't keep looking back or you'll crash. Well, of course, the analogy there is if you continue to focus on what happened yesterday, on the mistakes that you made, on the client that you lost, on the bad hire that you made, it keeps your focus away from your goals. Moving forward, moving ahead, getting to that goal down the road. Down the road, whether you're on a bike or down the road, whether you're running your own business. And that brings me to one thing that I've wanted to bring up on this podcast a few times. I get questions all the time um, for folks out there in the community because I think you hear about it in a lot of books and you hear great speakers discuss it. And they ask me, what's your opinion on, you know, what are the important things for people to be successful in business? What do they really need to have? Not just like in this business or that business or in franchising, but just overall, what are the common themes? And my answer when I'm asked that question is, you got to be a rock. That's an acronym, R-O-C. Rock are the three most important traits. The R is resilience. You have to be able to keep getting back up. It's really easy to say that before you start a business and when you're getting it going and you're excited and there's a lot of exuberation. But when you fall down and you bang up your knee on your bike and you just keep getting back up and you keep getting back up, you're trying new things. You can't figure out that mountain bike yet because now you've gone to the next level. But you don't give up. You know that other franchisees have made it before. They've achieved this. Other business owners have achieved it before. So you're just going to keep your eyes on the prize and you're not going to give up. And you know what? The competitors give up before you and you get rewarded for it. That's resilience in my mind. The O in rock is optimism. And this is going to sound like fluff at first, unless you're somebody who's really thought this through before. Optimism is all about you have to stay positive. There's so many things that can knock you down in small business ownership. I mean, we're going through COVID, the pandemic. We seem to be on the, on the tail end of it. But whoever would have predicted a pandemic? Well, we say that about a lot of things, right? Whoever would have predicted the new competitor, 
the new niche or service model that's competition for us? Who would have ever predicted the next recession? And so on and so forth. Who would have predicted that that person would ever leave your company? There's lots and lots of challenges that we face. If you don't stay positive about your own business, who is going to stay positive about your own business? It really is a tonic. And you have choices as a small business owner every single day. You have a choice to use the tonic of optimism or to be pessimistic and to get down on yourself and to get down on your team. And it is unbelievable how often I see positive, optimistic people talk themselves into the next action that creates the next success because they just refuse to focus and dwell and fixate on the stuff that went wrong. Forget about looking behind you. They look ahead at what their goals are, and it works. It's real. It's not just fluff. So you've got resilience, you've got optimism, and then the C in rock is curiosity. Staying curious. Back to the analogy. What else can I do on this bike? Where else can I take this thing? What other things can I see with it? What other opportunities can I have because I can go 20 miles in a day rather than 20 miles in a week if I'm walking it? Staying curious about how you can do different things, how you can find more customers, how you can do a better job with your team, being curious about what's coming next in your industry. Having that eternal curiosity is a huge part of being the ones that leverage the next opportunity in any business or any industry. So by curiosity, I don't just mean asking a lot of questions of customers, but I also mean asking a lot of questions of yourself asking a lot of questions of other people in the same industry. If you're part of a franchise system and you're not constantly asking the top performers in your franchise system what they're doing now, what they're doing differently this month, you're losing an opportunity. Being curious, asking those questions. So the rock is resilience, optimism, and curiosity. To me, those are three incredibly important components or traits for any small business owner. So... I'm going to end with this, the analogy on riding a bike and running your own or starting your own small business. If you've taken good care of the bike, and that's one of the things I taught my son, there's things that you have to do, right? You got to keep it clean. You got to oil the chain. You got to make sure that if you have an accident, you bend the handlebars back in the right spot, and here's how to use a wrench to do that, and so on and so forth. You're going to have to replace some of the pieces right now. If you continue to invest in that, it can take you a lot longer way. You keep investing in your business, find the right people. It can give you a lot of the rewards that you've been looking for. You get the right people in place. You get the right marketing in place. You don't have to be there all the time to run the business. And you can have your vacations with family. You can be the one there teaching your kids how to ride the bike instead of somebody else doing that. You can be the one there at the baseball games, teaching them how to throw the ball, at the lacrosse game, at the dance, whatever that might be. So on bike riding, if you can help people, if you can help yourself get to the next level and build your confidence and continue to enhance and expand the cycle that you use, you have the opportunity to give back because you get the financial rewards. You get to see the things that maybe otherwise wouldn't have been possible if you didn't take that risk and get the bumps and the bruises and the hurt ego. And that turns into your opportunity to give back, to give back 
through transition of the business, generational wealth to the next generation of your family. Gives you the chance to give back into the community if that's the way you see being able to make an impact because of the successful business you had. All you got to do is listen to some of our recent guests, Greg Kutchel, Alan Hager, their bikes, their businesses, which of course turns on, turned into bikes on steroids, were a vehicle, a cycle for them to give back in a way they never thought was possible before. So don't be afraid to get on that bike. And when you do, be ready to get some bumps and bruises and some scrapes and take a little bit of pain. But keep your eyes ahead of you, focused on where you're going with it. Resist the temptation to always look back because you'll crash. If you keep looking forward, keep your focus on your goals, where you want this business to take you, your rewards can be momentous and it'll be easier to avoid the obstacles. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Heartland Franchise Guy. Look forward to seeing you here again really soon. Ahura Media Production.